I used to be a very timid, negative thinker and people pleaser. Then my relationship with God changed all that around. Now I have this podcast called The Essence of Life, where I share with people about various aspects of life. For example, your health, finances, personal development, your relationships, and of course, your spirituality. And just how you can balance all of these things together to live the abundantly blessed and balanced life that Jesus came for you to live. John 10.10 tells us, The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I came so that you can have life and to live it to the full and to enjoy it. If you would like to know more about this podcast, please subscribe for more content on living the abundantly balanced life. Sebo, sounds good. God bless you. Welcome back, Essence listeners. It's always a pleasure to have you back. And whether you're listening on YouTube, on Spotify, or on Amazon Music, please remember to leave me a review or a rating so at least I know that you are listening and that you are getting blessed, as I hope you will. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about our thoughts. Where do they come from? And how can we actually try our best to manage them? So I'm just going to give you a quick story. When I had my daughter, I had a bit of frustration one night where my husband wasn't home and she wouldn't stop crying. And for those of us who are new moms, it's not an easy thing when you're tired and your baby won't stop crying and you think you have done everything you could possibly do and it's not working out. So what happens? I got the idea, the thought in my mind that I'm just gonna take her bag that I have packed with basic needs for her and I'm just gonna go into my car and I'm just gonna drive. And then while I thought that, another thought came to me and asked me and said, where are you going to go, Natisha? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm just going to go in the frustration. And then the thought came back and said, call your mom. And I was like, okay, I'm not calling my mom. I'm just going to go. And you know, if you understand what I'm saying in this situation is that we have these tugging in our minds all the time. And then I did call my mom. She didn't answer. (laughs) And here I was arguing with myself and be like, you see, she didn't answer, so I'm going to go. And then while I was about to get out of the bedroom to leave, my mom calls me back. Oh, I think I was told to call her again. But anyway, the second time I got my mom and the worst thing happened. All of a sudden, the internet connection is not working properly. And my mom is trying to tell me what to do to help the baby. And I just couldn't figure out what she was saying because the connection was so bad. And then I saw her indicating with her hands like she was wiping down her body and she was trying to tell me, bathe the baby, get a warm cloth and wipe down the baby. So I got a warm cloth and I wiped her and then I put her on my shoulder and I continued to rock her. And within a minute or two, she fell asleep and I realized that, wow, it worked. (laughs) 
and then the thought came back like i started thinking to myself what if i had gotten into that car in that state of mind in all that distress that i was going through and literally just leave and go with no idea where i was going to go what could have possibly happened to me and that baby and i didn't want to continue entertaining that thought because only god knows and so i thank god because i believed that in the midst of that situation the voice of god spoke to me and gave me a divine instruction not to leave the house but to call my mom instead because my mom was going to give me the answer to what i needed which is what to do so the baby would stop crying and i share this with us because we have to deal with our thoughts on a daily basis as long as we are alive we are going to have to deal with our thoughts it's not always easy and sometimes it's extremely challenging and especially since covid it opened a new can of worms when it comes to mental health and there are a lot of people who are struggling with their thoughts after this pandemic some who were already struggling but now with more attention being focused on mental health i hear a lot of people saying oh i stayed home today i'm taking a mental break and what this just means is that you are under so much stress with all the thoughts that are circulating back and forth all around in your mind in your head that you just need a chance to sort of recenter and put yourself back to that place of peace And so in this episode I want to talk to us about our thoughts and I pray and I hope that after you have listened to this that you would be able to have a better hang of dealing with and managing your thoughts and understanding them so that you can continue or you can start living the abundantly balanced life that God came for you to have. So what is a thought? And if you look it up online, I like to look for the root meaning of words. And so the root meaning of the word thought is it's an old English. I hope I pronounce it properly, but it's P O H T or G E P O H T, which is pot or gepot, process of thinking, a thought, compassion, and it stems from another word which is to conceive of in the mind, to consider. Okay so it's an old English word and then it has a part attached to the word to think and that also is an old English uh called pikan which is to imagine again to conceive in the mind to consider to meditate to remember all of these words can help us to understand what a thought is And of course I looked up the psychological meaning because you know psychology is the study of the mind and thoughts happen in our minds. So I had to give you a little bit of that. And and according to psychologytoday.com uh an article titled What is a thought posted on February 9th 2012 it says in everyday life it is common to hear someone say I just had a thought and we know that all the time. All right, but it says that thoughts can be idea like, memory like, picture like, or song like. They are actually very short-lived or usually short-lived. They are discrete events, and basically they're saying that it all happens and begins in our minds. Now, it's important for us to understand now that we know what thoughts are. 
those are the ideas, the things that we think about that comes through our minds. And it can be like the, the, the description says, it could be picture-like, it could be song-like. You, you basically see things in your mind. And if we are not careful, whatever it is that we think of, the thoughts that come, if we entertain them, they can trickle down to become what we really do. And they can become manifested in our life. So they transform from our mind to become our reality. And that is why it's so important for us to bring our mind under the subjection of Christ and to basically have a good control of our mind. Because if we don't have a good control of our mind, we could lose it. <laughs> and that's what happens to people who are mentally ill. They lose their mind. They lose control of their mind. And once they do that, it's very difficult to get back to that space. And there's just way too many of us who are battling with the thoughts in our mind and putting them under control. In my book, Walking a Two-Way Street, I talk about me sitting in a chair, this big queen-like chair, and seeing all of these daggers coming at me from different angles. And then I'm sitting there, and I, if you think of the movie The Matrix, and I describe something like that, where The Matrix, uh, Neo lets all the bullets stop because he controls them with his mind, and they all drop down in front of him without even touching him. And so it shows a level of control. And I pray that we can all have a level of control with our thoughts that even if they're coming at us all the time, that we can have a good grasp of them and decide, this is what I want to entertain. You are what gets to be part of my reality. You are going to be dismissed and you, maybe I'll file you for a little later. So it's the level of control that is so important. We need to get a good grasp and control of our minds. Because if we don't do that, we are just going to be all over the place. Like the scripture describes, a ship without sail, which is tossing and turning by the wind. One day you're here and then you're not there. And then people call you bipolar. They call you schizophrenic. They call you all sorts of things. Because psychology begins to define these things. Which is, again, starting with the mind and starting with the thoughts. And there are so many things right now that are competing for our thoughts and our attention and trying to teach us how to think that we have to again become in a place of awareness where we have to choose is this thought what I need it to be is this thought supposed to be entertained by me what am I going to do with this thought so I guess in this episode, I'm really trying to urge us that we need to invest time in ourselves to understand ourselves properly and to understand our thoughts, where they are coming from and what we should do to manage them. So when I thought about this topic, I think about where do our thoughts come from? Where do my thoughts come from? And as I described in my story at the beginning, I believe that our thoughts come from three critical places. Okay, and first, I believe that our thoughts come from God. Our thoughts can also come from the enemy of God, which is the devil, and our thoughts can come from us. Now, what does that really mean that our thoughts can come from these three critical sources? So, when our thoughts come from God, they come with a bit of, not a bit, they come with peace because God is a God that has peace as one of the fruits of his spirit. So they come with peace. They come with alignment with the word of God and they glorify God. Isaiah 48 verse 17 speaks about 
the Lord saying, I am the Lord your God who teaches you. So if he is the Lord our God and he's teaching us, then what does that tell you? That there are things that you are doing in this life because God is teaching you through your thoughts. He's giving you divine inspiration and wisdom on how to go about doing it, just like I am doing this podcast according to the divine inspiration of God. Now, I want us to look at different scriptural references when it comes to receiving this insight from God. So there we have, we have Jesus and um, Peter and they're talking. So Jesus is saying to them, and you can find that in Matthew chapter 16, starting from verse 13. So Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is, which is himself? And they reply, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, Jeremiah and they were telling him what the people were saying and then he asks but what about you so now he doesn't want to hear the thoughts of others he wants to know what they think who do you say I am and then Peter in verse 16 answered and said you are the Messiah the son of the living God so Jesus replied and he said to him in verse 17 Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you, Peter, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of heads will not prevail. So let's back it up to verse 17. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood but by my father in heaven. What does that tell us? That this thought that Peter has allowed to manifest in response to Jesus's question didn't come from him, which is what Jesus is referring to as flesh and blood. Peter could not have think that up on his own because the response he was providing was not humanly possible. And this is where God comes in. It was not humanly possible. So obviously it did not come from Peter himself. This is evidence that our thoughts can come from God. Once we are connected to him, and I always talk about having a relationship with him, he begins to speak to us and our thoughts can come from him. Now let us go again in the next scripture, John 14, 25 to 26. Now Jesus, as we know the story goes, was on the face of the earth for a certain amount of time, 30 something years to be exact. And he was talking and teaching and dealing with the disciples. But then the time had come for him to leave. And of course they were afraid, like, what are we going to do? Our mentor is no longer going to be with us. And Jesus says in Matthew 14, verses 25 through to 26, he gives them a response to that fear. I have told you these things while I am still with you, but the comforter, the counselor, what does a counselor do? They speak to us, they speak life into us, they coach us to manage our thoughts, right? (laughs) The helper, the intercessor, and this is the amplified version, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall thinking, will remind you of or bring to your remembrance everything that I have told you. So 
this goes back to my first point. God is one of the sources of our thoughts. Where do our thoughts come from? Because we are trying to understand where they come from in order for us to know how to manage them. So God is one of the key sources of our thoughts. But we can only know that our thoughts are coming from God if it aligns with his word. And if we do not know his word, then we're not going to know if it's aligning with his word or not. If we don't have a relationship with God, then we're not going to know if our thoughts are coming from him or not. Wherever you assemble, that's what you resemble. If you do not know and you're ignorant of something, it's not possible for you to know that it's coming from that. Okay? So Isaiah tells us that God is teaching us and then Jesus confirms that by telling us that the Holy Spirit is coming to teach us and bring to our remembrance everything that Jesus has taught us while he was on earth. So when you read the scriptures and it ministers to you, it stays within you and then the Holy Spirit can now use that as you go through life to minister and bring back to your remembrance as you make different critical decisions. The second source of our thoughts is the devil. And obviously, if our thoughts are coming from God and it's scriptural reference, it comes with peace, it comes with the love of God, it comes to bring about a conviction that is going to change us for the better, then anything that is contrary to God's word is from the devil. Because he's, he's just the opposite. Okay? He is the agent of confusion. So when a thought comes to you and it is contrary to the word of God, it brings fear, it brings condemnation because Paul says in Romans that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Anytime it's bringing fear and condemnation and sickness and hurt and all of these things that are contrary to what our God gives us, it is from the pit of hell. And let me give you some quick examples of how the enemy would have done that. Satan tempts Eve in Genesis. He tells Eve, says to him that God said, if I eat this, it, I am going to die. And Satan is like, no, you're not going to die. Here we go. Confusion, contrary, contrary spirit, as we call it. Then what does he do? He tempts Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through to 11. Okay, and this is what he does. He says to Jesus, okay, so if you are the son of God, why don't you turn this stone into bread? Or why don't you go and stand up at the top here and jump because God is going to save you. And be careful because the devil will use the word of God and come and try to tell you to test the word of God or try to bring that kind of confusion of the word of God to you. These thoughts are highly demonic. And it means that you must now bring these thoughts under the subjection of God and be like, nah, you don't line up with what the scripture and the word of God says. So you ain't happening. I am not entertaining you and you don't belong. So X delete, right? Or we call it control delete. <laughs> and the third, the third is when Satan inflicts destruction on Job and even on his health, his, his possessions, he goes as far as on his health. And we can find out obviously in the book of Job. Again, everything that happens to Job by the devil or from the devil was contrary to what God gave to Job. So if you are having thoughts that are contrary to the word of God, it brings you fear. It brings you guilt and condemnation. It makes you go on a destructive path where you want to speak the negative and the worst things to yourself. It is coming from the devil. Now, the final source of our thoughts is, drum roll please, dum, 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 ourselves. 
Yes. Now, a lot of times and too many times we blame the devil for the things that we should blame our very own selves for. And Natisha, what are you talking about? Is it a God or the devil? Sometimes we are the ones responsible based on our experiences and, and the things that we have lived in our lives. Sometimes we take things on and we allow ourselves to create an, a pathway in our brain about that thing. For example, traumatic events and we continue to replay it. Listen, there's something called neuroplasticity. And again, I mention it and I explain it a bit further. In my book, Walking a Two-Way Street, you can grab a copy of that on Amazon. A neuroplasticity is basically telling us that our brain can change all the time as long as we are alive. Which means we have the power to change our thoughts and our habits. So what it says is that if you consistently think a thought over and over it becomes a habit in your mind and it's like it's registered there and the more you continue to walk that pathway the stronger it gets in your memory so when you take something that an experience in your life that was not meant for you to have and keep then it becomes your reality, it becomes a habit, it becomes a consistent thought, and you just keep thinking it. Let's let's go a little deeper. So you see somebody with a hairstyle. You like the hairstyle. And then later down, you try the hairstyle. Did God or the devil tell you to put that hairstyle on your head? <laughs> no. You made that decision on your own. That thought came to you based on your experience. Okay? Your likes, your dislikes. Maybe you like to eat certain foods. Did God tell you to just eat that food? It's different if you prayed like I did and you asked God to give you a divine diet so that you can heal a certain disease. Then obviously, and God gives you one, that's different. But the simple day-to-day -day decisions that we make, the simple day-to-day -day experiences that we live, these are our own. And we must learn to distinguish the three. So I will repeat. Thoughts that come from God align with his word. They bring peace and they bring conviction, not condemnation. Conviction that will bring about transformation and change. I have an episode on repent and conversion. You should definitely listen to that. It brings about the change that you need to grow into becoming a better version of yourself. These thoughts come from God. They line up with his word. They bring you peace. They come with love. They come with grace. Any thought that is contrary to the word of God that brings about fear, condemnation, bondage and leads you to a path of destruction isolation i have an episode on that too the devil wants to isolate you and god wants to help you to bring up be in a place of peace check it out so and the third source of your thought is yourself and you get these thoughts based on your experiences based on your beliefs based on on the things that you're exposed to you watch things on TV, you have an experience in your life, it triggers a memory in your mind and that stays there. If you choose to keep it there and you harbor it, it continues to be the thoughts that influence your other thoughts as you continue to go through life. So how do you manage and deal with your thoughts? I would like to give you at least two tips that you can do. So the first thing I would like to say to you is to pray. 
when you get these negative thoughts or those that are negative within yourself or those that are negative from the enemy you need to pray against them and you need to replace them with something positive so for example if you feel fear towards certain things you can say the scripture the lord does not give me a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind now this is where a thought from god has come to counteract the thought from the enemy or the negative thought from yourself and as you consistently repeat these things to yourself, each time it happens, you are now consistently creating a new pathway, like I said, and now you're creating a new thought pattern in your mind that is going to change and replace the one that is not for you, that is negative and undesirable. So definitely, we want to make sure we pray and we replace the negative thoughts using powerful scriptures, using positive thoughts and other words of inspiration that you can use or you could continue to listen to the essence of life and you can learn which is again to create a new memory that is going to help your experiences the next thing i would like to ask us to do once we are finished and we are praying is to ask god for discernment this is so important this is where God is going to give us the power to manage our thoughts. This is where God is going to give us the ability to bring our mind under subjection. Because our minds are being influenced with everything that it's exposed to through our eyes, through our ears, through every channel that we are made to experience, through our very skin, our sense of touch. So when we ask God for a spirit of discernment and we begin to seek his wisdom, then he can begin to make our thoughts appear exactly what they should be. And then we will have no doubt because we'll know exactly what comes from God. We will know exactly what comes from the enemy and we will know exactly what comes from us. And once we know what comes from who, then we will know exactly how to deal with them. I hope this episode bless you and I pray, I pray that God will give you the discernment that you need. I pray that you will spend time with him and learn his word that is against everything that the enemy may try to lie to you about. And I pray that you will be so sound in your mind as God gives us a sound mind that you will be able to discern every one of them and that you will also be able to manage them effectively. All right. God bless you and continue to tune into the Essence of Life podcast. And don't forget, leave me a review or a rating. Say bon, sounds good.